from the book of Jeremiah. I talked about Jeremiah last week, didn't I? I'm getting ready to talk about it again. Pretty much the same scripture, but from a different angle. I was over there in that corner last week. Now I'm finna hit you from this corner. Sister Brooks. <laughs> I might come back next time and hit you from that corner. But the scripture is so deep and so wide and so tall that you just have to surrender to it. Amen. Jeremiah 18th chapter, the first four verses. Jeremiah the 18th chapter, the first four verses. I'm going I'm to uh, come at you a different way today. Praise the Lord. Praise the God. Amen. It's good to see all of you today. You look like new money. Spend it well. All right? Spend it well. Jeremiah 8 chapter, 18th chapter, excuse me. Did I say 18? Okay. First four verses. Jeremiah 18th chapter, the first four verses. The Lord which came to Jeremiah, the word that which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, somebody say arise, and go down to the potter's house, and I and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Remember that second verse, because I'm gonna deal with that a lot today. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, look, he wrought a work on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah, 18th chapter, the first four verses. I want you for your consideration today, the psychology of the clay. The psychology of the clay. You do know psychology is the study of the human mind. Amen. Again, some folks think they can just, but training and years of experience has lended to us various tools to know what's going on with the individual without them saying And you thought you was hiding something, didn't you? Amen. How you know that? Well, I can't explain it, but was I right? Yeah. The psychology of the clay. Now, I'm going to read three verses to set all of this up. I'm going to read three verses. What you talking about? Because I can see some of y'all say the psychology of the clay of the clay, of the clay. What you coming from, Pastor? Here we go. 
Listen attentively. Genesis, second chapter, and the seventh verse, it reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. What kind of soul? A living soul. Amen? Verse number two. Isaiah 64 and 8. Isaiah 64th chapter and 8 verse. And it reads, But now, O Lord, Thou art our father. He is our father, right? We are the clay. Uh-uh. Now you're getting it. And I can't read now. And thou our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Amen. But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. Amen? Verse number three, St. John, ninth chapter, and the sixth verse. St. John, ninth chapter, sixth verse, reads, when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made what? Clay of the spill, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the what? Clay. Clay or he or clay? Amen? All right. The psychology of the clay. The Bible said, hear my words, hear my words, which was a subliminal hint to what to pay attention to. You might say it's an illustration that Jeremiah was talking about. You got to understand the clay was submissive. Submissive. The clay was willing. Okay? The clay. Remember, we are the clay. He's our potter. We all are shaped in his hands. The clay was submissive. That starts with the denial of oneself. You can't be submissive unless you deny yourself. Am I right about it? So, so somebody repeat after me. I'm just a clump of clay in the master's hand. Am I right? Okay. You can't be submissive saying, oh, I'm all right. 
I'm all right. I, I, I don't need fixing. That's not being submissive. That's being rebellious. Am I right? You ought to have a want-to attitude because when you are in God's word, you see yourself and you realize you ain't all of that. That you need some help. Am I right about it? Anybody need help in here? Amen. Sometimes when you look in the mirror, you really don't like what you see. Am I right about it? In a natural sense, when you look in the mirrors, I know us men, I start with the men, sometimes you can get a hair bump that's in. Uh, this in being infectious right under the skin. You know, a hair bump comes from a hair uh, that's curling up right under the skin, and, and it wants to come out, but sometimes you have to help it out. Well, sometimes you see a little dark area in your life that's right under the surface. Oh, I'm going to preach you in a minute. That needs helping out. I think y'all following me. And sometimes you have to squeeze it a little bit to get the pulse out. And here come the hair. Lord have mercy. Help me to preach your word. I said the clay was submissive. Somebody said submissive. The clay laid there. I said the clay just laid there to be shaped. In other words, the clay did not resist the shaping. It didn't resist. Remember, we are the clay. See, sometimes when the word begins to poke on us, sometimes we move. Am I right about it? So the clay just laid there. Just, somebody said, just laid there. We just need to just lay up on the Lord and say, Lord, shape me, mold me after thine own will. Am I right about it? Let's see, can we go a little bit further? When the master shaped the vessel, the clay held its shape. The clay held its shape. Well, why wouldn't it? If you know anything about clay, clay won't hold its shape watered down. Every time you shape it, it'll just lose its shape. 
I heard somebody say, that's like somebody I know. <laughs> they run around in church, shout hallelujah, the biggest shouter in the church, and soon as the bit addiction, they lose Somebody said, preach, pastor. I'm doing the best I can. See, the reason that happens is sometimes we get too watered down with the cares of this world. Taking on stuff that we shouldn't take on. Worrying about stuff that we shouldn't be worrying about. Am I right about it? There need to be an equal proportion of water and clay for the clay to hold its shape. Am I right about it? Too much clay will hinder the shaping. Too much water will hinder the shaping. It has to be an equal amount proportionate for the clay to hold is Well, how did that relate to me, Pastor? Well, you must have something, some word in you. It's, it's going to be real simple. You must have some word. And then you must allow that word to shape you. And then you got to stay away from watered-down situations. I don't want nobody to know that I'm Holy Ghost and sanctified. I might lose some friends. That's a watered down situation. You come to church and hear the shaping of the words and right after church, rain. Hello? What you got on? Somebody say, watered down situation. Rain. Hello. Child, I need to tell you something. Watered down. And watered down situation will cause you to lose your shape. Am I right about it? So, 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 it must be firm to hold. Do we have any firm Christians in here who are holding their shape? See, it's all easy to look like your shape in the four walls of the sanctuary. But are you holding your shape at home? Are you holding your shape on your job? Are you holding your shape with your friends? Am I right about it? That's the test. Because I can look sanctified. I look pretty good in here, don't I? But I can look a mess once the benediction is over. Am I right about it? So the Bible said, be steadfast. Be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
Am I right about it? The psychology of the clay. The clay was submissive. The clay laid there. And the clay held its shape. And all of this happened in the hands of the Lord. Well, you got to know we are the clay. And the Lord is our potter. And if I could just use your sanctified imagination. Come here, son. And if I can give you a little illustration, because God gave Jeremiah an illustration. Using my sanctified imagination, I can see the Lord walking around our lives. Because we're always in his hands. Am I right about it? And as I walk around, I can see the Lord looking at us. He's saying, that's a little dark spot right there. Hold still. Because the clay didn't move. The clay was submissive. This might hurt a little bit, but you're going to be all right. So I can see a little dark area. It just pluck that off and throw it in the fire. And I can see him keep on walking around and, and looking us from the, the head down to the toe and say, oh, there's another little dark spot. Hold still. And I can, oh, oh, don't move. Stay submissive. I know what I'm plucking out of you is going to hurt you a little bit. I know you've been used to it. And I know you have followed any for many times. So hold still. Don't resist. There's another spot. Mm. Mm. Hold still. Mm. Got it. See, that was one of those deep-rooted. Okay. Now let me push you down. Now, oh, hold your shape. The psychology of the clay. I'm so glad today that God still uh -huh, has me uh, in his hands. I didn't realize uh, when I was falling in my sin that I was still... Uh, in his hands. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah told me what the potter is doing to the clay. Cannot I do the same thing 
for Israel. Sometimes I have to push you back down and mold you all over again. I'm glad. Even though sometimes I may falter, even though sometimes I may stumble, but thank God I'm still in his hand. Ain't God all right? Yeah, sometimes when he start plucking stuff, I kind of wanted to, uh, don't, don't, don't pull me so hard right there, because that's one of my favorite sins. Sometimes I had stuff on me that he, he could just blow off. But that wasn't my favorite sin. I could live with it or without it. But sometimes he had to dig down and get that hair from beneath the surface. Sometimes I had got so accustomed to doing my thing and God said, that needs to come out of you. I'm going to have to do some anesthetics on you. I'm going to have to put you to sleep because this is going to be too painful for me to take out without you being under. I'm glad sometime he comes to me in my dream and he talks to me and said, this thing that you're doing is going to kill you. This thing that you're doing is going to send you to hell. This thing that you're doing is going to ruin your health. So I'm going to lay you down and put you to sleep so I can do surgery on you. But when I raise you up, you're going to be made over Made and over, made over, the Lord is saying, I'm so skilled and I'm so good, you won't know what I when I went in and you ain't going to know when I come out. I'm so skilled that I won't even leave a scar. Ain't God all right, for he came down through 42 generations to do surgery on man. Man needs to be reshaped. Man needs to be remolded. And Jesus came down through 42 generations. He came on down to a little town called Bethlehem. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. He came down to save man's soul. Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Jesus went around plucking out hate, plucking out envy, plucking out rebellion, plucking out resisting, making us stand still so he could do a work on our heart. 
But one day, one day, one day, they carried him to an old rugged cross. One day, they stretched him wide, nailed his hands, spiked his feet. He didn't say a mumbling word. He didn't move. He didn't resist. He kept his shape. One day, he died on a rugged cross. Help me, Lord Jesus, to preach your word. One day, they put him in a barry grave. He stayed right there all night Friday night. He stayed there all night Saturday night. But early, I said early, early Sunday morning, he got up with power in his hand. Am I right about it? Power to keep on shaping us. Power to keep on molding us. Power us to make us what he wants us to be. Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Don't think for one moment you a finished product. We need to be continually shaped. Pluck, pluck, pluck. I got a bad disposition. Pluck it out. I got a lying tongue. Pluck it out. Am I right about it? I got a backstabbing disposition. Pluck, 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 pluck it out. Plug it out. Plug it out. Oh, plug it out. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, I want the Lord to pluck everything out that shouldn't be. I want the Lord to continue making me like Jesus. I want the Lord to keep me, mold me, shape me. Am I right about it? I want the Lord to keep me away from watered down situations so I can keep my shape. Am I right about it? Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Once God get through, I will. Somebody say, I will. Come through. As pure gold, I got to go in the fire for things to be burned out of my life. I got to go in a fire that I can get back to where God made me. Fire, burning fire, Holy Ghost fire, 
Yeah! 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 He's coming back again. Coming back for his church. Coming back for his people. Dead or alive, he's coming back. Rise up out of the grave. Changed in a moment. And we go home with Jesus. Ain't he all right? Uh, ain't the Lord all right? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Keep on shaping me. I'll try not to move. Keep on shaping me and give me a submissive. Keep on shaping me so I can hold my shape. I want to be made whole. 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 Ah, yeah. I, 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 I know he's all right. Do you know he's all right? Say yeah. Do you know he's all right? Yeah. Is it anybody in the building? Is there anybody? Anybody? Know the Lord's all right. <laughs> 